Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. And on the line, we've got Eddie Xavier. Good morning, Eddie. Welcome to the takeoff. Good morning, Bongani. Good morning to your listeners. Eddie, I, I, I think let's take it back. Um, I was saying earlier on that um, a while back, um, Air Force Base landing by the Guptas for a wedding. Uh, we've had that martial arts guy pretending to be doing sign language next to uh, heads of state uh, to Tata Mandela's funeral. All these really expose to me what a joke uh, I think our national security is in the country. What is your take on what just happened? Well, it does certainly pose questions regarding the administration of the, of the state, especially the communication between certain departments. I mean, um, we've got a high-profile um, couple who have now skipped the country, and, um, you know, there are certainly questions that need to be asked of uh, home affairs, for example. I mean, how is it that um, the, they, uh, the Bushiris managed to to essentially skip the country, um, you know, through a South African port of entry. Did the Justice Department or systems do what they were supposed to by giving them bail? Um, I remember that the police and the NPA motivated that Bushiri and his wife should not get bail. Well, you see, Pongani, one of the aspects that needs to be considered or or needs to be remembered that, um, you know, every accused person has a right to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. And the purpose of a bail, of of a person being granted bail, is essentially to ensure that a person attends at every court hearing. Mm. Now, bearing in mind that uh, an amount of 200,000 rand was was set for bail, one would assume that, you know, that was a, a high enough amount in order to sort of motivate the Bushiris to ensure that they do not uh, skip any of their court hearings. Unfortunately, it does appear not to have been a high enough amount, or at least uh, they were willing to forego that amount, uh, or they are prepared to forego that amount. But um, but yes, I mean, the, the fact is, conditions were set. Mm. Um, the Bashiris were meant to to report twice a week at the police station, and I believe that an undertaking was given, not to, or a condition was imposed, uh, for them not to travel overseas. Now, one of the one of the things or one of the conditions that could have been imposed is that their travel documents be confiscated, pending the outcome of the, yes. the criminal trial. Unfortunately, that wasn't done, and now we have a situation where perhaps with those those very same travel documents, they've now managed to skip the country. So this appears like it's our problem then, Eddie, the way that I look at it. And I mean, just as much as uh, the the allegations of money laundering against the Bashiris, I mean, a lot of it is linked to um, the scheme called Rising Estate, where uh, church members lost over 102 million rands. With, With that in mind, I mean, who is to blame? I mean, are we... Uh, maybe I'm just naive in thinking we are taking it too far, trying to arrest the Bushiris. Are they in the wrong here? That's my question. They are legally definitely in the wrong. Um, you know, they they are obliged to attend every court hearing, um, and and the fact that they've now, uh, firstly, they've they've um, contravened a condition of their bail, which in and of itself. Is, is a criminal offence. Um, you know, they, they could be sentenced to a fine or to imprisonment of up to one year. Uh, and over and above that, if they do not appear on the next court, um, uh, court hearing, 
their uh, bail will be declared provisionally forfeit, and, and uh, oh, sorry, the um, bail uh, money will be declared provisionally forfeit, and, and the bail will be provisionally cancelled, and a warrant for the arrest will be issued. And if they do not appear thereafter, then the court will confirm that that, that confiscation and and cancellation. Oh, now. Uh, it's not so much an issue of who is to blame, Nala. I believe mm-hmm. that uh, we've got a situation where clearly the the Bushiris felt that there was a need for, for them to, to leave or, or, or any accused if they want to essentially <laughs> escape liability, so yeah. to speak, or to escape, um, uh, you know, being, being escape court processes, then, processes, then yes, I mean, uh, they're going to skip the country. I mean, uh, it's not necessarily that, that the state is at fault or that anyone else is at fault. We've got um, a couple who, for whatever reasons, have now elected to, to well, not comply with, with the law. Mm. So, Gosbog, uh, I think it's Gosbog Gazakar, who's the information minister, uh, as well as government spokesperson from Malawi, said that they are aware that uh, Bushiri is in their country. Um, they don't know how he got there, and they are waiting for a formal request from the South African government for them to act. So now the South African government has initiated uh, the process to try and extradite uh, Mr. Bushiri and his wife. So what's going to happen now? I suppose once that request is submitted to the to the government of Malawi, uh, they will then need to respond. And by far and large, when it comes to um, extraditions, so to speak, they, it relies a lot on the international cooperation between uh, governments. Mm. And um, we may very well yet uh, have to see what the official position of the Malawian government is insofar as extradition is concerned. But extradition does generally... Uh, tend to be a, a thorny issue between governments. So and, I mean, I, time off. I was going through a couple of the demands um, that Bushiri made, you know, as conditions for his return to South Africa, where he wanted the police um, assigned to his case to be changed. He also wanted the judge as well as prosecutors uh, in the case to, to, you know, to recuse themselves. Um, should South African government entertain any of these demands? Well, I think certainly with regard to recusal, I mean, uh, I think that demand is um, is is a bit uh, he's, he's jumped the gun a bit because although he might have an issue with the with the magistrate who heard the uh, the bail application, it isn't necessarily that magistrate who will actually be hearing the court matter or hearing the trial. Yeah. Um, these demands, I believe, are are a bit excessive. Uh, personally, however, uh, I do believe that um, uh, it, it is a requirement um, for all court hearings to be done in open court. So the demand for audiovisual links and, and for him to essentially testify from outside the country, um, uh, which I believe is one of his demands, um, you know, uh, at face value, there certainly doesn't seem to be a, a grounds for, for that happening. It's going to be an interesting one to actually watch. Um, Eddie, thank you so much for, for chatting to us this morning. Pleasure. Uh, there, was Eddie, there was Eddie Xavier, a criminal law expert and partner at BBM, speaking to us about Bushiri and his wife um, skipping bail and going to Malawi. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.